we're excited to share that the following offer has been extended through the end of the week. We hope you become a member today. Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit the dsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily brief to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support. It's March 15th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Cotnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The U.S. has accused Russia of reckless behavior after an American drone crashed into the Black Sea following an encounter with Russian fighter jets, according to the BBC. Before the collision, Russian jets are said to have dumped fuel into the path of the drone, which the U.S. says was in international airspace. The damaged MQ-9 Reaper drone was brought down by the U.S. after it became unflyable, the Pentagon said. The key question is whether the encounter was merely an attempt by Russia to disrupt the U.S. drone and its work, or whether it was a deliberate attempt to bring it down. Russia has denied its two Su-27 fighter jets made any contact. To protest against the move, the U.S. summoned Russian Ambassador Anatoly Anatov in Washington. Following the meeting, Russian state media quoted Mr. Anatov as saying that Moscow saw the drone incident as a provocation and that the unacceptable activity of the U.S. military in the close proximity to our borders is a cause for concern. North Korea has confirmed it launched two missiles that it said were part of a drill designed to train military units to carry out missions at any time and annihilate the enemy if necessary. State news agency KCNA earlier this morning described the launches as demonstration drills. It said the two surface-to-surface tactical ballistic missiles were fired from near the west coast in South Huanghe province and flew some 380 miles across the country before hitting a target on a small island off its northeastern coast. Al Jazeera is reporting that South Korea's military announced yesterday it had detected the North Korean launches, the latest to take place during the 11 days of joint exercises between South Korea and the U.S., known as Freedom Shield, that Pyongyang considers a rehearsal for invasion and proof of the two countries' hostility. 
The AP is reporting that police besieged former Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan's house in the eastern city of Lahore again today as his supporters hurled rocks and bricks and swung batons snatched from the officers. Officers were attempting to arrest the ousted premier for failing to appear in court on graft charges. Violence was also reported between Khan's supporters and police in other major cities, including Karachi, Islamabad, and elsewhere in Pakistan. Earlier this morning, Khan had emerged from his house to meet with his supporters, who had faced tear gas and police batons through the night to save him from arrest. He said he was ready to travel to Islamabad on March 18th under his arrest warrant, but that police did not accept the offer. At the Islamabad High Court, Khan's lawyer and his team petitioned for the suspension of the arrest warrant for the former premier. The court is expected to issue a ruling about the suspension later today. Elsewhere, Xiomara Castro, the president of Honduras, has said she has instructed her foreign minister to establish official relations with China, a move that would end its ties with Taiwan and further isolate the island on the world stage, according to The Guardian. The Central American country's switch from Taipei to Beijing would leave Taiwan with formal diplomatic ties with only 13 countries. China does not allow countries with which it has diplomatic relations to maintain official ties with Taiwan. The move comes weeks after her government announced it was negotiating with China to build a new hydroelectric dam. All Central American countries had maintained ties with Taiwan for decades, but with Honduras switching to Beijing, now only Guatemala and Paraguay have formal relations with Taipei. Paraguay's opposition says it will switch ties to Beijing if it wins the election in April. Deutsche Welle is reporting that U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is visiting Ethiopia to offer backing to the peace process with rebels in the Tigray region after a civil war that has now lasted more than two years. U.S. estimates say around 500,000 lives have been lost in the conflict. Since the beginning of the war, relations have been strained with Washington accusing Addis Ababa of crimes against humanity. Ethiopia has denied those claims. Blinken's trip comes as President Joe Biden's administration seeks to counter Chinese influence on the continent. Other than the peace process, topics expected to come up in discussions include America's wide-ranging restrictions on economic and security assistance to Ethiopia, and Ethiopia's interest in restructuring its debt and securing a loan from the International Monetary Fund. UK Chancellor Jeremy Hunt will give his budget speech later today, the first time there's been a full fat budget since October 2021 when now Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, Rishi Sunak was in charge at the finance ministry, according to Politico Europe. Hunt will ask the country and his party to hold tight in the face of a murky outlook for growth in 2023 
resisting all calls for major tax cuts. It was reported by The Guardian yesterday evening that what small physical headroom he has available will be spent on increasing free childcare for working families. However, you can expect to see some fireworks and infighting as low-tax, low-regulation Tories plan to make their voices heard. Reuters is reporting that Ecuador's National Assembly voted yesterday to declassify documents tied to investigations into allegations of corruption at public companies in a bid to shore up impeachment charges against President Guillermo Lasso. Earlier this month, a majority of lawmakers in the assembly, whose members have repeatedly clashed with conservative Lasso, backed a non-binding report accusing him of connections to possible crimes against state security and public administration, assertions rejected by the government. The opposition is still examining which charges it wants to bring against Lasso and has not yet formally requested impeachment hearings. Lasso has denied corruption accusations and said his government will cooperate fully with the investigations by the Attorney General's office. In lighter news, according to the New York Times, a Chicago-area man brought a class-action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings because he claims the restaurant chain is falsely advertising its boneless wing products, which he says are more like chicken nuggets. The complaint says the man believed, based on the name and description of the products, that he was receiving actual wings that had been deboned. But he soon found they were not. Buffalo Wild Wings did not respond to questions about whether there had been formal complaints about its boneless wings in the past. However, the chain sent out a cheeky tweet on Monday saying, It's true, our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Adrian Shabazz, Vice President of Research and Analysis at Freedom House, about their Freedom in the World report. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>